Coming up on Plain Crazy Down Under, we have an exclusive as Baz Sheffers from Australian EFB company Oz Runways joins us with some big news about their future direction. Making what we already have better, modernised, more efficient, easier to work with has been a big part of our development cycle and we're going to keep that up. And some of these things will be made better with our new parent companies. It's a story of perseverance, determination and success as we get plain crazy. Well, hi everybody and welcome back to the show. It's a, a bit of a special episode. I'm Steve Vischer and uh, Grant McHeron. Uh, looking forward to this one. I know, right? This is a person that we've... Uh, We've hung out with a number of times. He's been part of the team in the past. He's, you know, he's come on as a guest host, and he's been with us almost, almost since the start. Yeah, and when he's not doing uh, podcast and media projects for us, he's got an- another little business, of course. So, Baz <laughs> Sheffers, welcome to the show. It's been a while since we've had you on. In fact, um, I don't know. I think uh, probably the last time we saw you in person might have been at Avalon last year. Yeah, when we were wondering what you were doing on that certain. Uh, you know, chalet stand of a, a multinational. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Baz always likes to hang around with the multinationals of all types. So why this one specifically? I, I know. Well, you know, we've uh, we've been good friends for a long time and I think you can say uh, they put a ring on it. Ooh. <laughs> are we playing so, that song, are we? Ken, <laughs> uh, if you want. Um, no, it's, uh, yeah, Oz Runways is now a Boeing company um, since uh, a few weeks. So that should be a way of uh, confirming some rumours that have been going around, but, uh, you know, it's it's not actually been very widely circulated, this news. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, it's been a long uh, road to get here after we, uh, you know, we decided to explore this. Uh, we kept it mostly to ourselves uh, for a variety of reasons, of course. But yeah, uh, just before we uh, recording this, uh, we sent out the press release and let everyone know what's going on. That Osronways is now a Boeing company, and we're part of the Forflight family. Well, congratulations, mate. I I know, and I mean, you've Thank been you. a long time supporter, as you say. We've we've known each other a long time, and I know that you know you've been working towards some sort of goal like this for a long time. But um, before we go into what that means for us, runways and Forflight working together and all that sort of stuff, let's go back. I can think back to the days when iPads first came in and, you know, um, you started Oz Runways, I guess, as a bit of a hobby project with a few partners. And there was much scepticism around at the time, as I recall, about the concept of taking something like an iPad into the cockpit. I mean, what if it goes flat? What if this? What if that? But we go forward in time now, and it's accepted technology in the cockpit now, and Oz Runways has just developed along with that progression. Yeah, it's absolutely ubiquitous now. Hardly anyone uses paper anymore. Hardly anyone uses uh, dedicated systems uh, that were designed for for this kind of use uh, anymore. And you know, we started this company uh, 13 years ago now, or Actually, we started 14 years ago now, but we've been on the market for uh, 13 years. And l- like you said, we, and I've, I've said this to, to people, ask me, like, how do you come up with this? And the answer is still the same. If you're a pilot and you're a computer programmer and you see the iPad, you just know what it needs to be used for. And I think a lot of people recognize that uh, all over the globe. Um, and a few of us did it. And all of them, little startups. Uh, this was not something that was, uh, you know, picked up immediately by the big boys. 
and we we went and rolled with it and made something that we wanted to use ourselves and turned out that lots of other people wanted to use it as well yeah and that's that's a big part of it it's it's like that you've got an itch you want to scratch it you have now produced something and yeah and then you start getting feedback from lots of other people who have similar but different itches and they start dragging you in different directions how how did you manage to con- control you know you've got all these voices asking for things uh how did you ever juggle that whole list of hey we could do this or we could do that i think it's uh important for us that we've always done our own thing um so you know often you hear like because someone else had the 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 feature first or at something in the app first and oh you copied that it's like mm, not really i mean i don't think we've ever copied anything from everyone else and i don't think anyone ever copied anything from us a lot of the things that are in there are just natural progressions and we all had different timelines of of doing it ourselves and uh to go back to you know, the the main story is uh, a really good example of that is that when i first went to oshkosh way back in 2011 when we just started I actually walked up to uh, the Four Flight booth, and the first person I, I, I met there was Tyson, who was uh, uh, Tyson Weiss, who's the co-founder and, and CEO. And they were just a little company; they were already bigger than, than us, obviously, simply because of the market they were in. But uh, he said, "Oh, you, yeah, it was Runways. I know you guys. I think what you're doing is great. Like, everyone's just you know copying us, and you're just doing your own thing." And I really respect that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's how we met. Um, and, you know, based on that, we've, we've built a good relationship and, and a good rapport. It, you know, it helped that we were never in the same markets. Uh, we were never competitors. Uh, they stayed mostly in North America and, and later in uh, Europe. You know, we had a stint in Europe as well uh, early days, but uh, they weren't at the time. And of course, until recently, they were not in Australia, New Zealand, Asia Pacific. Um, so yeah, we had a great relationship and this, uh, what's happened now has been discussed over the years and the the timing just wasn't right for, uh, either of us at the time. And, uh, we started talking again a couple of years ago, of course, lots changed since then because Forflight, uh, became a Boeing company some years, uh, years earlier. So we had to, uh, now you know, go through a a bigger process with, with a a bigger acquirer, uh, so to speak. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there was uh, certainly interest from uh, Boeing, and he- here we are, a little bit later than we'd hoped. <laughs> well, <laughs> but we got it over the line, and you know we're very uh, proud and, and glad and excited to be the, be part of that. It's there's a lot of people there, not just Tyson, who's you know who's retired by now, so I won't be uh, working with him uh, much anymore. But a lot of the people, uh, senior, both senior and Others that I've met over the years uh, that I know and have dealt with and have a lot of respect for what they do. They're, they're very professional. So I'm just really excited to be part of that. It's an interesting part of your strategy right from the start because I think a lot of people, probably myself included at the time, thought, wow, they've got this product. It's it's set up for the Australian region. You've expanded to New Zealand. And it seemed like going into the US market would have been a logical progression for, for Oz Runways. But as you say, that's something that You've, you've never really done. You've, you've stuck to the local market and developed a unique product here, and that's something that's now being adopted. Yeah. I think it, it kind of happened to most of the people, including your know, flight themselves, that, that started electronic flight bags. You, you make something for yourself, so you naturally make it for your region. And 
by the time you're big enough, because you know uh, we were just organically grown, there wasn't a heap of investor money, uh, not for us, not for Forflight. We we're you know bootstrapped. Uh, by the time you're big enough and say, hey, maybe we should go into other markets, um, others local products have already filled that niche, and it's really hard to get into, and, and that's why you haven't seen too many of these products really go uh, into new markets unless uh, there's a there's a an angle. Uh, where this uh, works in a spe- specific niche that, that hadn't been provided yet, and and the U.S. itself, you know, it's a stra- it's a it's a unique market. You can go; it's massive. If I only get two percent of that, it's as big as my, you know, eighty percent market share in Australia. And yeah, good luck getting that two percent. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, also a very competitive market. <laughs> it's it's yeah, still yeah. going to be. It works the same everywhere. You've got a few large products and a few smaller ones, and that's it. There's there's no no room. Um, so we consciously decided to leave that one alone and go into markets where that were underserved. So, for instance, New Zealand is an obvious one, uh, but we're also doing really well in Latin America, which you know, being in Australia, you don't hear much about uh, that we do this. Uh, but we're probably of this kind. We're you know the largest provider. By far, even though there's still a lot of growth to do in that market, is that like the Chilean world and and things like that as yeah, well as Brazil, Argentina? Brazil, Argentina, yeah, Bra- Brazil is probably our biggest one there. Uh, a lot of general aviation going on there, um, and I think that also when we did that, we took it quite seriously, and we're probably uh, the only one that's actually in both Portuguese and Spanish, uh, which makes a massive difference in that market. I do remember you some years ago bouncing <laughs> some Spanish past me, and I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yep, I certainly did that. We had, uh, I think in the early days, we had some non-aviation people starting with translations for us until we found aviation people to do it for us. But yeah, uh, I, I did bounce it off you because you have a, a bit of experience in that. Well, come uh, on then, Biz. Uh, well, you know, you should expand to Europe. I mean, do we have a Dutch language version? I mean, I would think that would just be a no-brainer with you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe. Um, oh, that's we, the bit he can't tell us about. <laughs> we, we did, uh, like I said, in the early days, um, go into Europe, and some of our stuff has is still translated. Uh, but it's uh, it's something to to look again in future. But isn't Sky is Sky Demons primarily UK? But is it also doing Europe? Uh, yeah, Skydemon is big in Europe. Um, Skydemon is a bit unique. They they do one thing very well, and that's VFR and uh, depicting and, and making sense of the very complex European airspace. And uh, they dominate there. Um, the the gap that you know Forflight filled there is the IFR part. I think before Forflight came along in Europe, and this is what I said before: unless you have a specific niche. And, you know, Forfly couldn't do this before they were part of Boeing and, and had Jeppesen because um, before they came around, what you did in Europe was you would go to something like Rocket Roots and, you know, make your plan and, and file it because IFR planning in Europe is is very, very hard. So many, uh, so many rules of what to plan when. Um, so you got specialists for that. Then uh, you would go somewhere else to get your weather briefings. And then and you'd end up flying uh, in your airplane, uh, probably using Jeppesen Flight Deck with Jeppesen Charts. And Forflight was the first product that really integrated all of that in Europe, you know, filling that niche. And, and they're doing really well in that IFR business aviation uh, segment. 
Were, were you doing stuff in South Africa at one point? Uh, we are, and we are still. It's, again, an interesting market. It's um, Uptake isn't very high, uh, not for anyone, I think. So again, that's uh, partly because uh, data is scarce as well. So <laughs> that also means that um, if there's no data, there's not much plan to do and you just go. Uh, so why do you need a complex uh, product with a subscription, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's another one you know, to look at in, in future again. I suppose uh, being involved with a larger organization such as Forflight gives you much better scope to do that, much better marketing uh, juice, for want of a better term. Yeah, there's a lot of um, opportunities there, uh, for sure. I think you know, when you look at Forflight and Oz Runways, they are very different design products. So to to skip ahead, uh, you know, both products are going to be around. Um, there's no plan. Okay, now we've we've bought these customers and we're just going to get them all on four flight and be done with it. That's absolutely not the plan. Uh, that's something you know people are always afraid of when when these kind of acquisitions happen. Uh, and you know, really, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, we are essentially now you know four flight Australia office where the team works that works on those runways and we're going to keep doing that but at the same time aviation data is aviation data so obviously there's a real opportunity to just work together on those things um for flight has uh you know is going to be a great product for australia uh you know focus on that business aviation what, what they've always done uh, primarily uh there's still a lot to do uh, i think they can learn from us the things we've already done expertise we have uh, and at the same time there's a lot ex- lot of expertise they have that that we can use and already there's lots of you know conversations going on on slack between the different teams in different parts of the world uh, about uh, you know wow how did you solve this hey what have you got for that uh, so it's going to be really exciting so just to reiterate Oz Runways will remain as a standalone product though absolutely yeah no plans to change that at all. Do you think that working with uh, Forflight slash Jeppesen slash Boeing will give more clout to your dealings with CASA, Air Services, Defence and so on? Well, the first two, you know, CASA and Air Services, we always had a very good relationship uh, with. Um, and we're still, you know, Osmond Speedy by Limited with our own contracts uh, for data and our own Part 175 approval. Uh, and that's probably also not going to change anytime soon. But that said, um, you know, we're all getting the same data from these people and, and the same data to these people. Like when you talk to defense, obviously, uh, it's, it's much easier or much more efficient to do that once uh, and to combine the, those data teams and get better data to everyone. You know, we have a lot of self-sourced uh, Australian information that is in all runways, but isn't in ForeFlight yet. Where, on the other hand, Jeppesen has a, a, a wealth of data that will likely become available to us, uh, making our jobs easier and also making new features that, that work with this data uh, more easy to implement. I suppose that's the challenge too. I mean, it's, it's developed to a certain point now. I mean, all of these platforms have, I guess, not just your own. I mean, how much further can we push this? I, I often wonder that. Like, if we got to the point where everything that a pilot could possibly think of to use in an application such as this has been developed now? Do we just put extra polish on the features that we've got or what new opportunities come along? Yeah, there's definitely a few more niche things that people are still uh, 
wanting, uh, our our customers have been asking for. But you're right. I mean, they're very mature products. And I think uh, for the last few years, well, I don't think, I know that at those runways, we've certainly been not racing for new features, but going back, hey, we did develop this 10 years ago. We can do better now. So making what we already have better, modernized, more efficient, better looking, easier to work with, has been a big part of our uh, development cycle in the last few years. And we're going to keep that up. Uh, and some of these things will probably be made better with technologies we can use from our new you know, uh, parent companies. And potentially, oh, I don't know, an Apple Vision Pro or two, like your own <laughs> uh, you know, F-35 visor as you're flying. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> interesting technology. That's probably a, a whole other podcast. But uh, I think we're going to have to wait before this is really accepted to the proper see-through. Yeah. So glasses you see through even when the electronics stop working. Um, I think that's what we're going to need. But the, the opportunities for such a, you know, Virtual reality or, or augmented reality system are just just incredible, and the prices keep coming down. If if you can go back a few years and people started introducing some aviation solutions, and they were just horrendously expensive, and because they were very customized, and no one was making anything like it in the in the I was going to say civilian, but in the <laughs> in the consumer space uh, for people to use at home, and and now. If the next generation of something as powerful as the Apple Vision comes out with those proper see-through that makes it safe to use in such an environment, wow, that's it's going to be incredible. And and just like the iPad is a low-cost device where you can do this with, you can do that with off-the-shelf hardware. So yeah, we're definitely um, investigating that, and you know we don't want to end up like the company that's missed the new technology. And and we've got a lot of. Smart people in their own company, a lot of smart people within ForeFlight uh, that are constantly uh, doing research on this. Baz, without going into specifics about uh, contracts and all that sort of stuff, I'm interested to know about the acquisition process and, and the path that, that went along, um, and particularly with regard to some of the regulatory agencies around, there would have been not only aviation-wise, I imagine, but also um, ACCC, I suppose, and, and other government financial authorities like that. It must have been, you must have learned a lot through that process. <laughs> I certainly did. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting process. Um, I think you know the acquisition. Like I said, we started talking uh, quite a while ago about this again with Forflight, um, and it, it just kept being deeper and deeper in, involved into it. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, you know, an offer comes and, and you you accept it, and then you go to the next phase where. Uh, you know, due diligence, um, where you know, you exchange all the information about the companies, and the, they know what they're buying. And then the the final uh, stage, of course, is this, this regulatory improvement. And we did have to work with that. I think, especially you know, Boeing being a, a very large company is quite careful when it comes to these matters. They just don't want to make any missteps, and that's totally understandable. So yeah, the process took a little longer than we originally anticipated, but we did go through uh, ACCC and uh, Foreign Investment Review Board, and uh, none of them found uh, any objections to this. And, and you know, I think that's fair. I don't think uh, there there is a massive change in the competitive landscape in Australia. 
Uh, technically, Forflight was here already, but you know, only just a startup uh, in Australia. And there are other, you know, homegrown products that are doing quite well, and I don't think that's going to change. So I'm glad they uh, they saw it that way and greenlit uh, this acquisition. So you threw the FIRB, whew, that would have been hard, the ACCC, yay, all through all those. But let's cut back to the real question that I know everyone's hanging out to know, and that is Echo Foxtrot Bravo the registration of all registrations. It's originally on an SR20. It's leveled up to an SR22. Is the company now going to level it up to something bigger? Come on, you know, we want to know. <laughs> Not in the immediate future. <laughs> it's it's a great plane, yeah. That's a great political answer. I've flown a lot in Syrah. I, I, I can understand why. They are pretty cool, but, you know... Turbo? Yeah, turbo, you know. Turbine, rather. Yeah. We don't have mountains. Right? Turbine, yeah, would be more interesting than turbo. We don't have just some of the mountains to climb over in Australia that you need a, a turbo Cirrus, I think. Um, no, you know, the, the, the Cirrus fits our mission really well. Um, it's a few hours to anywhere that we want to go with enough people, and it's easily flyable by a lot of our staff. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep it. As we've talked about the journey and we've talked about the way forward for your product and also for Forflight, as you say, this has been a 13-year journey and, you know, we are in tight times around the world financially, but what does this say to you about the spirit of entrepreneurship? It's it's still doable, isn't it? It's even in tough times. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing is you have to have a unique product. Um, not everyone will succeed, but, you know, you give it a go. And, and, and you do your best. And if you've got the expertise and, and the skill, you can definitely make it. And, you know, speaking of entrepreneurship and, and that spirit, you know, I think that one thing I've, I've always said, there are only a few uh, electronic flight bags, integrated electronic flight bag products uh, for general aviation around the world. And it says a lot about our entrepreneurship here and the aviation industry here that two of those top five are Australian products. You know, I don't wish my uh, competitors any ill. They make a product that is clearly popular and there aren't many like it in the world. And, you know, Forflight, I'd say, you know, number one, clearly by numbers. And there's a few other Sky Demon, great product that was, you know, made in, uh, in Europe for Europe. And we got, you know, ourselves and our Australian competitor. And there's one owned by, uh, you know, another a large avionics maker that's you know not as advanced as, as some of what we're doing and what what Forfly's doing. It's not a bad product. People people like it, um, depending on, on where in the world they are. Uh, but that's it. And like I said, two of those are Australian. It's it's a really good story. Well, Baz, I mean, it's now of course you know we've had an inkling of this and we've sort of talked around about it for for a little bit of time. We've we've we kept this all under wraps, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are good friends, um, and uh, <laughs> I, you know I've definitely bounced ideas off you in the in the past, and um, I'm glad to be here. You know, you guys being the first people I'm talking about it to. Well, it's a privilege, mate, and uh, we're just so happy for you. So to you and to Rowan and all the team there at Oz Runways, congratulations. I'm sure you're going to enjoy your success, and uh, really looking forward to seeing what goes on between you and Forflight uh, going on into the future. Thank you very much, and I'll uh, keep you posted. There's more to a career in the Australian Defence Force than you might think. You can gain professional, trade and tertiary qualifications, have different jobs in the one career and access training for new roles. Take a closer look at how we invest in your career at adfcareers.gov.au. 
Imagine if you were very sick, feeling so bad you could hardly get out of bed. But you had to get up and drive 600 kilometres to hospital for treatment. Then 600 kilometres home again, every bump in the road like a hammer blow. You'd be eternally grateful for Angel Flight. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver. Details are on the website at angelflight.org.au and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. Look, let's be honest, Sarah, we've all got to eat. That we do, Kevin. Food is such a big part of life, isn't it? And talking about food can lead us to all sorts of places and all sorts of people. Yep, and every week on the Food Bites podcast, we catch up with someone who might be a TV celebrity, Mm. a high-profile sports star, a politician, could be anyone. And we talk to them about food, their kitchen skills, or, you know, sometimes lack of, uh, life and and love. And, Kevin, every week there's the Friday Food Poll. Oh, yes. Now, that is Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and me, Kevin Hillier. You can find us where Wherever you find your favourite podcast, and of course every Sunday morning at nine o'clock on the Ace Radio Network. And welcome back, folks. And I should point out there too, if you're wondering about the adverts that you've been hearing on this new series of the show, Grant, these are uh, not people that are paying to be on the show. These are people that we think really need to be supported. And uh, here at uh, PCDU, we're more than happy to do that. That's right, mate. We've got uh, fellow podcasters. We've got some good causes and organizations, you know, such as Soldier On, such as the Defence Force Recruiting and, you know, people like uh, Angel Flight, all that kind of stuff. We're wanting to help promote, so we drop some adverts in. It's a bit of fun. Go out there and help them. If If you think, if you've got a few spare shekels, go and donate to organizations like Angel Flight. If you're looking for podcasts to listen to, have a listen to some of the ones we've promoted. It, we're, we're trying to grow the pie here, folks. And, uh, yeah, we're not looking for money or anything. We're just trying to help promote people and organizations we appreciate. Well, now, of course, now, Grant, if you want to give us money, that's perfectly well, fine. Well, that's too, a but- whole different thing. <laughs> and we will introduce this as a, this is a paid sponsor. And we're very happy for their money because it's bought Grant more beer and Steve more coffee. I mean, that's, that's exactly got to be right. good. Uh, say, Grant, you know, I wonder if Boeing need a podcast. If they're buying out Oz Runways, maybe they could, uh, you know, uh, look at look at a, a great podcast operation like ours. Wouldn't that? Be I wonderful? know, right? Because we're like we're world famous in Australia. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Anyhow, congratulations to the entire team at Oz Runways. And that, yep. uh, as Baz mentioned, they're a 13 year endeavor, but uh, there's been a lot of people that have come in and out of that company over the time. Um, we've all pitched in, you and I have uh, helped, you know, helped on a consulting basis there occasionally, <laughs> I guess, and given them a little bit of information where they've needed it, given them a little bit of help. Uh, you know, we've done some audio processing for them. Hey, I've, I've even taken a few of them for a fly in a hot air balloon and they survived. Chalked it up as another win for ballooning, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, win for the Oz Runways team. <laughs> we went flying with McKenna. Karen and we didn't die. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And I was over in their office uh, or a year or so back now in their, uh, their new office there in Adelaide and uh, it's a really good operation there. They've got a lot of people working for them now and uh, I'm just really impressed with the concept. As I mentioned to Baz there about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and, you know, someone starting there as a little hobby business, something they were really passionate about. And anyone would know in the aviation game too, if you've been out to any air show uh, or any aviation event, 
the guys from Oz Runways might not always be Baz, but it's someone from the team is always out there plugging the product, but also there to, to help customers with uh, customer support, all that sort of stuff, and, and really just promoting what they do. And I think um, for, a, for a company uh, like Flight and Boeing to, to really consider a, a, an Australian local business like that, that is a success story. And to say nothing of the fact that, uh, you know, we consider Baz a real good friend of ours and we're just really happy for them. So great news. I agree. And uh, also, as Baz said, two of the five best EFB applications out there are from Australia. And I think that's fantastic. And I know that their competitors are really good. They've got a good product. And I think it's it's great that Australia is batting above its average to have actually two world-class products out there. Well, that's everything we have for you on this edition of Playing Crazy Down Under, a very special edition and uh, really great to get the exclusive on this one, to use the uh, the media term. Uh, the, this is the first place you will have heard an, in, an interview with anyone from Oz Runways about this, so we're really thrilled that uh, Baz uh, chose to come on and, and uh, talk about that uh, acquisition by Flight and Boeing of Oz Runways. So, uh, as he said, nothing to worry about if you're a customer. The product will still be in place. Um, if you've got any concerns, if you've got any questions, I'm sure you can get in contact with them at ozrunways.com and I'm sure they'll get back to you at any time but uh, until we talk to you the next time i'm steve visher on behalf of grant mccarry wishing you very safe flying folks particularly with those runways and forefront <laughs> i guess <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon find show notes for this episode along with our contact details and a full back catalog of shows at plainecrazydownunder.com drop us a line anytime with feedback story suggestions or advertising inquiries we'd love to hear from you title music is you name it by brian simpson Playing Crazy Down Under is a Southern Skies media production. Southern Skies Media.